Go. <laughs> Say it. Say it. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Mean it. Say it again. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Well, not sexy, like real. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Nailed it. Yep, there I am. There you are. I'm here. Everywhere you go, there you are. Mm-hmm. Saw that on a t-shirt one time. It's, uh... It's something. Mm-hmm. What's popping off, Big Daddy? Um, <laughs> I'm uh, me. Oh, I'm just. I'm. I got nothing. I'm just kicking it, man. Yeah, kicking nice, nice weather. Really nice weather in in Oregon. Finally, nice. I'm sitting in the yard. Me and little D sitting in the I'm yard. Saying, Go fuck yourself to the dog next door loud enough that the owner hears it and takes it inside. <laughs> oh, that's right. You you cuss at the dog, hoping that the I owner cuss will at the hear. Dog. It. Yeah. I, I, well, I tried every avenue, man. I tried. I tried direct. It's not passive aggressive if you tried to be direct first and nothing worked. Yeah. What was your first method of? Uh, Talking to him directly. Hey, your dog. You know, I noticed it barks an awful lot. You know, mm-hmm. I wonder if there's something, some way we can resolve this. Oh what? yeah. Well, okay. Well, I, no, she just excited. I don't care what the emotion is behind it. It yeah. just barks. Yeah. I'll, and then I was like, oh, you know, there's like little CBD treats and stuff. I'd be happy to get them for you. Uh huh. Let me purchase things for you to help. The, oh no, you don't have to do that. No, I think I do. I'm not going to give it, and I'm not going to give it to the dog without you know unsolicited. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. So I'm just like, all right, I guess I don't know. What kind of dog is I just, it? Just just a little white dog. I mean, mm-hmm. it's probably a pretty fun animal. Like in person, but just on the other side of a fence, it's just bark. It's just lonely. Is it? Uh, I've pr- said before, it's just lonely. Is it primarily outdoors? Yeah, a lot of times just sitting out there being ignored. Hmm. So, yeah, it's a. It's. I mean, I just say fuck off real loud. No, it's like, oh, let's come on inside. Like, yeah, let's do that. How do you? How do you not say? You're in the yard too. You're in the yard too. This dog barking at every twig and leaf that goes by. Hmm. But uh, you know, just hey, hey, I'm an old cranky old man neighbor. What are you gonna do? I'm still envious That's, of your yard activity. I love that uh, you can just sit in the yard. You, you do backyard or front yard? Where do you spend most of your time? Backyard, baby. Backyard? Backyard, chaise lounge. Sorry, let me correct that. Adirondack chair. There you go. Mrs. was going nuts for Adirondack chairs when we got here. I like those. Sit out. Old Dirty D patrols the perimeter. Uh-huh. Just enjoying the sunshine. We're doing all right up here, man. You got a, a fence. couple shows. Yeah, it was fun. Fenced in backyard? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything's blooming. It's all green. All the, We've got uh, all the pinks and purples and reds, all the colors. It's, it's great. Which, you, I underestimate springtime when mm-hmm. you live in L.A. and you don't have it, really. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I definitely take that for granted. Uh, back to the mm-hmm. yard. Uh, what's, your, uh, what's your public urination policy there? Uh, Are you peeing all over the yard? 
Only at night during the day. What are you doing? I mean, usually, I mean, at night. If I, if I'm out there, if I'm out there and it's daytime, I'll go inside. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I think it's still visible enough. Yeah. Towards an at night for a thrill, sure. If I had my own backyard, I I would never even use my toilet. Dave, you pee in your own sink. Well, I haven't in a while. I know. I know your policies about. Mm-hmm. Peeing places. That's one of great. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even trust you to have house plants inside. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I wouldn't trust. I, 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 I'm surprised you're not scooping out. You know, <laughs> some. I'm trying to think of what size urination would happen in a in a litter in a cat's litter pan. That's one of uh, life's great little pleasures. Is. Uh, if you're in a hotel room and you got that vanity sink, especially if it's uh, kind of low, you know, if it's maybe all access, special access, what's the word I'm looking for? Handicap accessible. Yeah, a lot of that stuff's you know a little lower to the ground. Americans with the desire to piss in sinks. Uh huh. Yeah. Man, yeah, I do. I, mean, I love peeing in the sink. I mean, I run the hot water while I'm doing it. That doesn't know? make it better. It, it, that doesn't make it better at all. That kind of helps. It worse. That makes it smell. It heats it up. <laughs> it's like microwaving it. Yeah. But man, well, out, outdoor peeing, dude. That's really it's a wonderful thing. I mean, I you, you did grow up with indoor plumbing, right, Dave? Yeah. I mean, I technically oh, okay. I didn't take advantage of it. Yeah. It's I funny. I don't mind peeing outside, but I'm I'm not going to pee in a sink. If I don't have to pee in a sink. If there's a toilet next to the sink, I'd mm-hmm. pee in the toilet, Dave. Yeah. That's that's so boring, though. It's the same old thing, you know? I like to mix it up. Why don't you wash your hands in the toilet, then? That's true. That's a good point. No, it's not, Dave. That's The, the point is that it's not a good point. <laughs> that followed me my whole life. I, I tell you a story about how I used to dump behind a church in uniform as a cop. Yeah, but that yeah. was because you had to. Uh-huh. That's true. And the Lord will forgive you. Uh-huh. The Lord will forgive, forgive you if you do that. But the best Western that's peeing in the sink, probably not so much. Yeah. I'll do it if I have to. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that. that I, when I stayed in Tucson, it was a shared bathroom at the end of the hall thing, but I had mm-hmm. a sink in my room, so I peed in the sink. Yeah, it's fun, man. Liberating. I I don't understand how. We're both the same height. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I tiptoe on an average one, I can, I can get it up in there. But, it's, boy, it's one of those low-to-the-ground low ones, one of those special access. It's game on. I don't think I'm going to use the bathroom at your house anymore. I mean... You pee in a sink at your own house right now? A new place? <laughs> no. No, I'm not an animal. Yeah, you are. What, you, what is this whole conversation about? What's this whole thing we're talking about right now? I know it's a hack premise, you know, about how gross hotel rooms are. But if you think about, like for me, example, all right, I, if I stay in a hotel for like a, let's say I'm doing a club somewhere where I'm in the hotel for three or four days straight, you just mm-hmm. think about all the gross shit that goes down just that you did in three or four Dude, days. I- I, I was doing a joke about it. Like, I don't want to hear it. I have to be in a hotel, mm-hmm. so I don't want that information. Yeah, and same here. I, I don't want to think yeah. about it too much. But, like, 
I even think about just the damage I've done this weekend, how that kind of grosses me out. And then you just multiply that by how many years or whatever this poor room's been around. <clears throat> and I know, yeah, you know, the, obviously the illusion they clean of cleanliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're right. It's an illusion. It's not always so clean. Like yeah, if I, like I, I, the place I was at last week, I, and then Ben, it was like, looked like a nice hotel room, but there was like one Skittle on the floor. I was like, mm-hmm. God damn it. <laughs> There's one bright red Skittle, like an obvious piece of candy, then that makes me think about what, uh, what else didn't they go over. Oh, yeah. Terrifying. It's the Van Halen thing. It's the, it's the red M&M's. Mm-hmm. This was a red Skittle. Mm-hmm. It was a red M&M's. Yep. What else did if you they get to that? Yeah, if they get to that, it means they read the contract. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Well, whatever, man. Be- beautiful day out here. I ain't going to sweat it. There you go. Man, I've been, eat- <clears throat> been eating good this week. Had a couple of really nice meals. You? Yeah. Been t- <clears throat> thought, thought I'd give it a shot. Wasn't just, just all crab apples and sawdust for old Dave this week? <laughs> <laughs> man, you, you know, get in? You know what I'm What'd getting you put into? put in your little face, old Dave? <laughs> you know what? I think I've talked about this before, but I think <clears throat> the... I found a dish that is at the absolute top of the uh, flavor and satisfaction to health ratio. I mean, okay. obviously, we sit around and eat cheeseburgers and cotton candy all day, and that's that's delicious. But uh, you know, it's, it's not good for you, obviously. But I'm always looking for what's the what's the tastiest thing I can eat that's still kind of a, a, a positive in the nutrition and health department. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, right now, dude, I, I don't know what's better than poke, poke bowls. Oh, okay. I can't get enough. I can't get enough poke bowls, man. And I feel, and it's guilt free. You know, it's like, hey, it's just fish. Now, granted, the I noticed a trend recently. That, like last night, I went all in with the toppings, and they just put like half a pound of little fried onion crispies on top. Yeah, and I'm like, that's delicious, but that's kind of you know. Kind of negating any nutrition I'm getting, but like other than the the little fried onion rings, is just a bunch of cubed fish, a little bit of rice, some sauce, some green onion, some sesame mm-hmm. seed. Oh, dude! And it doesn't like when I eat a salad. Like there are good salads, and I love a good Cobb salad and stuff. But like then it's like it, diminishing returns. You know, if you put too much bacon and cheese and ranch dressing on it. But like, yeah, you can fuck up a salad nasty like. Even when I'm enjoying a salad, it still feels like I'm making a sacrifice. Well, I'm, I don't really want to do this, but I'm doing it. But like the Poke Bowl, it, it doesn't feel like I'm sacrificing anything. It feels like a, a destination entree, not just for my health. What's got, we got rice in the bottom of that? Got a little rice in the bottom. Now, you know, they have different bases. You can do white so rice, like brown rice. It's like deconstructed sushi, right? Yeah, basically, basically. But yeah, my preferred one is a little white rice on the bottom, and I'll do... Uh, <clears throat> I like the salmon. I like the tuna. I like the scallop. I mean, I like it all, but those are my three top. I'll do salmon, tuna, and scallops. Mm-hmm. Then they put a whole shit ton of green onions, a little sliced green onion on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, a little sesame seed. All kind of weird sauces, a little ponzu sauce or a little, you know, ginger, sesame, soy, bullshit, whatever. And, oh, boy, just, just, mm-hmm. and then you get the little onion rings on there. Oh, they got the little fried garlic crispies. Like li- real thinly sliced garlic that they fry up, little flash fry, little crispy onion, crispy garlic. Dude, I was just a pig and shit. I ate like a two-pound bowl of poke yesterday. <laughs> just mercury poisoning as you sat there. 
And I was wondering I about that. Is that legit? Is that something to seriously be concerned about if you I, eat a I lot think of raw you fish? you got to be eating fish every day or something. Yeah. I, you know, I think uh, every time I see poke, I'm like, I'm like oh, I, I like sushi a uh-huh. whole bunch. Still doing fish. Mm-hmm. When I see poke, I don't know why I'm like, I'd rather get the sushi and stuff. Oh, it's fun, I man. I know. I gotta, we went to the little food carts here. There's a fake, there's a vegan fried chicken place. And uh, hmm. yeah, it's, uh, you know, hmm. trying to fill the void. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't there. It was, it was still, it was fine, but like the fake stuff, like in a dense form. Mm hmm gets kind of gnarly after a few bites it's like yeah. starts off good like two-thirds of it i'm like this is good you could do this hot chicken style again by the last third i'm like this is weird it's like a it's like it had the consistency of like a like hot gum <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> it was it's like somebody microwaved some big league chew Oh <laughs> my god, of, that sounds kind of, awful. Yeah, it's kind of gnarly. I mean, the flavors were still there. It was still all salty and Hot pretty good. Gub. Yeah, oh man. But I'm glad you're finding stuff, you know, that's going to make you live a long, long Yeah, longer. Yeah, and I kind of uh, I undid all that goodness the next day when I went to... Uh, I hadn't been here in about two years. I'm always yakking about it. They shut down during COVID, um, but I went back, finally went back to the park's finest. Uh, Filipino barbecue. Oh, okay. Now I saw the Boy. picture of that. Yes. My, now straighten me out. I know we've gone over this. It's uh-huh. Moo's Craft Barbecue's your favorite. Moo's Craft's my favorite barbecue, maybe in the country. Like it, seriously. I've had Franklin. I've had all the big boys. I'm not saying it's better than those, but it's right there with them. But like American style barbecue, Mer- Texas Mo- style. Parks finest. The parks, Isn't there a park, fi- something else. Park? Yes, there is. There is Parks Barbecue, which okay, is okay. That's what I was getting confused at when you're like, "Oh, I haven't been in two years, man." I thought you went to that shit every week, dude. Yeah, no, no. I okay. go to Moose. I go to Moose Craft. Uh, Moose Craft almost every week. Uh, but okay. the best Korean barbecue I've ever had is uh, Parks Barbecue in Koreatown here in L.A. Uh, just, okay. just absolutely incredible, and it wins all the awards. I think it's like nationally known as, like, one of the best Korean barbecue places around. But, yeah, to make it even more confusing, a couple miles over in Echo Park is the park's finest barbecue. And it is um, kind of American-style barbecue, but with a Filipino touch. Um, but there's mm. Fili- there's Filipino dishes, too. But the two things I get, the thing I took the picture of was their uh, smoked beef short rib, just this beautiful beef short rib. They smoke it, and it's market price. Yeah, and then they, they cut it up and present it real nice. So that's one of the best uh, pieces of smoked meat I've had. Like, it's up there with Moe's Craft and everybody else in terms of, like, just good. I mean, that's just kind of straightforward Texas-style barbecue. Uh, their, their sauces, we've got, like, little Filipino action going on. i got the two different uh, delicious barbecue sauces. But then they have this other dish I get that is more, I, I'm assuming, more Filipino and less... American barbecue, um, just called coconut beef. And they take like uh, beef round, like just these little beef cubes, and they, uh, they get them all, they marinate them in something, get them all tender, and then they cook that with this like uh, c- 
coke. It's almost like a coconut gravy. It's like a brown gravy, but it's got a real heavy coconut flavor, and uh, okay. and then just little cubes of beef just sitting in this kind of like Filipino mm-hmm. pot roast, you know, kind of, and just oh my god, just such a. What do you feel? How do you feel about pot roast? I, I don't care for it. I think it's uh, yeah, it bores the shit out of me. Tradition, the way to make make something out of a bad cut of meat. Yeah, yeah, and I, I get it because it is cheap, and it's you know you can feed a lot of people with it. But j- just the way it was always prepared growing up from my mom or my grandmother, just just it was like they'd throw it in a crock pot, just throw a little some potatoes and carrots and onions yeah. in there, and I mean it's fine. I I didn't. It wasn't awful, but it just was kind of boring. The the meat's always tough and lean. There's very little fat. As I'm thinking about it, yeah, I remember being like, oh, pot roast is okay. Mm-hmm. But same thing. It was like crock pot or slow cook with potatoes, and mm-hmm. you're just kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah, and there's not a lot of focus on the actual flavor, you know? Nah, just salty. Whereas, like, very similar dish, you could take a barbacoa, Mexican dish, you know, they put all kind of mm-hmm. fun spices and really focus on the flavor. Whereas uh, just American-style pot roast, just, I don't know, it's always bored me. Now, I love roast beef. I love a good roasted, you know, eye of beef and sliced off, you know, tradition. Eye I love, of beef? I love that. Yeah. It's eye called of eye of beef? Eye of round, eye of beef. It's a certain cut, roast beef, you know, you get the, okay. basically like a brisket. I'm sure I've heard it before. I don't know why it caught me off guard. <laughs> I need one eye of beef. Oh, Dave's a witch now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I messed that up anyway. I get all those different cuts confused. Top loin, round. Um, It's hard to keep up with. I feel like I've heard eye of beef. Maybe I was trying to say eye of round. Even that sounds pretentious. (laughs) Give me some of that round eye. No, that's not. No, you can't say it that way. But uh, this coconut beef, I don't think I I don't eat enough coconut flavored stuff, and it's just got a real prominent coconut flavor with this beef, and it sounds weird, but man, it works, and it's real distinct, and they serve it over rice, and oh, I got a little side of elote, little deconstructed corn on the cob, Mexican style, mm. all the cheese and the the chili pepper, oh, but yeah, Park's finest, not to be confused with Park's barbecue. We went uh, to a fun uh, Mexican place here. Rachel found a great <clears throat> mix between, I think, healthy, like you were saying, healthy and, and flavorful. And she got the carnitas, and they were so tough that she couldn't actually consume them. She just kind of had to chew on them for the flavor, like a, yeah. like a, <laughs> like skull. <laughs> Spit it out. Just get the juices out of it. And got chuck. It. She's got a Dr. Pepper she bottle she's spitting it into. <laughs> God, damn, what a disgusting it's, habit. And oh I love God. smoking. <laughs> yeah. Never did dip. It never appealed to me. You ever smoke a cigarette, Dave? I've smoked one cigarette in my life, and it was for it was on camera. It was for a sketch. And uh, I look like a dumb actor who's pretending to smoke, who doesn't know anything about smoking. I'm sure I looked ridiculous. But no, never... Never recreationally, willingly smoked a cigarette. Never appealed to Good me. Good for you, dude. Good I mean, for you, man. And, I, and also, I didn't drink till I was 25, but even when I wasn't a drinker, teenager, high school, whatever, I was like, oh, I get wanting to get a buzz, you know, from a beer, but I just never mm-hmm. got the, I didn't, I didn't know what the, what is the positive of smoking a cigarette? You get some sort of nicotine buzz, right? But it's different than like an alcohol at buzz. At first, yeah. At first, yeah. But then it's just... 
I legit thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. I it does it kind of look cool, cool especially when you're a teenager. I'll admit, like, well, it's not even yeah. that it looks cool. It's like, oh, that guy there doesn't play by all the rules. It had there was a there was a panache to mm-hmm. it at, at one point. Also, I mean, everybody, almost everybody I knew smoked, mm-hmm. which is how my mom talked about smoking. Like everybody just smoked. Yeah, like you just everybody smoked. Everybody, my family, almost everybody smoked at mm. one point. Maybe not, but like, or at least on my mom's side, everybody smoked. My dad's side, nobody smoked cigarettes. Um, but then everybody smoked, and then just my friends, everybody started smoking and just did it. I, I don't know if it was. I don't. I don't remember why. I remember it was. I was sitting at a gas station. I had the big pull down racks of cigarettes over my head, mm-hmm. and eventually, like, I, the, eventually the marketing got to me. I'm like, I'm going to try all these. Yeah. And I just thought it was. I did think it was cool. I like the little ceremony of packing them and mm-hmm. lighting them. And... Man, first time I was laying down some smooches on a gal who was a smoker. That was an eye opener. Yeah. And, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's what it's like yeah. from your end. Got it. Yeah, it's gross. Mm-hmm. It, it, there, it's rough. And the only thing left, I mean, it, I, I, I don't think it's cool now. If I see somebody smoking now, I'm like, wow, look who's still. Like somebody loading a, a like a musket load gun. Like, look, yeah, you still got one of those, huh? You still got one of those cars. You got to put the crank in the front and yeah. spin it around to get it going. Uh, but that's where the one thing, like, oh, like vaping does not like look so corny to me. Yeah, which I'm sure is what smoking looked like to people, but v- vaping looked extra. It looks so cheesy. Yeah, and silly it, to me. It does look silly. And I still don't quite understand that. Like, I get the the weed vapes. We've got the weed pens and For stuff. For weed, yeah, it's a means to an end, yeah. I so, but the people vaping, the goobers vaping, and it smells like grapes and raspberries, and they're just blowing it everywhere. That's Are they just trying to wean themselves off of nicotine? Is there nicotine in that? Yeah, it's still bad for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah, I, again, I... I see, you know, you see somebody vaping, they're on a one wheel, and fuck, do I want to mock everything about that. Uh, But I'm like, all right, I've just, I I look like an asshole. It's the future. Smoking a cigarette and riding a BMX bike at 22 years old, riding Mm -hmm. around town. So I'm like, all right, you know, let's, I think I want to try those one wheels. They look fun. I don't know if they, I I don't know what they look like. I don't know how they propel. That's I'm confused too, but I want to try one. Go back to smoking. What's uh, cool <laughs> coolest scene in a movie involving someone smoking a cigarette? Like who looked the coolest? I've got mine. I've always well, had this. I mean, there's always the. I just thought like dudes playing music look cool. Yeah, and yeah. women look sexy. Yeah. I get that. In in movies, I'm trying to think of movies where people were smoking, where it was like a, I don't know, just if you were cool, you were smoking a cigarette, you know? Man, there's a scene in Goodfellas when De Niro's at the bar smoking a cigarette. I think it's uh, mm-hmm. Cream. Cream is playing in the background, and he's thinking about whacking Maury the wig guy. But yeah. they just, they just kind of slow that down. It's like about a 10-second slow-mo scene of him just puffing 
And man, no one looked cooler. That that first time I saw that in high school, that almost made me like, okay, maybe I should try these cigarettes because that looks it pretty. Looked, <laughs> that yeah, looks cool. That's, <laughs> you see somebody looks cool, and then you do it, and you're like, oh, I don't, I do not look cool. Yeah, and my fingers are yellow, and my mm-hmm. clothes stink, and my breath's bad. Yeah, and I can't breathe. <laughs> Like, oh, oh. <laughs> all these other parts, <laughs> all these other parts they tell you about, but you don't take heed. These are really bad. I always like I whatever. Still, Go ahead. I'll get one. One. I'll have one like, I'll have one every six months or so. Oh, yeah. I'll have a cigarette, which is weird for having so like at one point, I think I was up to about two packs a day at one point. Really? But then I'm also thinking, like, that was two packs a day, but that was also, like, if I was at a show and I was giving uh-huh. them out, it's probably, like, a pack and a half, though. There's 20 but, in uh, a pack? 20 in a pack, yeah. And I was the guy, if I had a 15-minute cigarette break, I'd smoke two, like, light one off the other. Oh, okay. You can knock down two of them in 15 I gotta have, I gotta have, I got, but that was, like, I had the, the addiction kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I had such a bad smoker's cough. Really? I had a horrible smoker's cough, and I would if I can get real gross mm-hmm. for a minute, Dave. Permission to be lay, gross. Lay it on me, buddy. I was at like taking a shower in the morning, like a hot shower. It's a phlegm started, story. Yeah. Okay. And it was, it was like pulling silly putty out of my throat. Oh my god! Like it was not phlegm. It was a of. No. A viscous solid. No. Yeah. Uh, what color? Like just a grayish Ooh. phlegm color. Ooh. Yeah, sorry. This is gross. <laughs> sorry, gross, gross stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I was like, ooh, th- I did this to myself. Yeah. I had to like, that. that's how I think. If I've talked about it in the past, I apologize to the listeners, but like I had to, the way I convinced myself is like I paid for this. Yeah. For all these people, like, the government doesn't have, the government has too much control. The government, like, like, stop paying for cigarettes. Stop paying them for vapes. Like, you're demonstrating how much control they have over you right now by being, but that's what addiction is, you know? Addiction's wild. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, I paid for this. I paid to have this cough. How <laughs> fucked is that? I gave a corporation, I'm to, like, think I'm anti-corporation. I'm giving a corporation money. To actively get sick. <laughs> so I had to frame it that way. That was like, that helped me quit. And now, like, I'll, I'll, if I'm drinking, I'm like, ah, I want one. If I have one, I don't get like, oh, God, I gotta, I'm addicted again. I'm like, I'll have one, and I'll feel, like, gross right after. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll feel good about it in the moment. And then I'll, like, smell my, my finger afterwards and, like, oh, that smells terrible. And then the time, like, oh, that was gross. Yeah. It it fucks up your breath so bad, like oh, it's just breath, your teeth, everything. It's so bad. First time, first time I smooched on that gal, I was like, "Good lord, what are you, seventy year old woman? What's happening? <laughs> the fuck is happening here?" And she was. She tastes like cigarettes. She was. <laughs> she was clean everywhere else. Like she not like she was some gnarly <laughs> truck was, driver. She's clean <laughs> everywhere she, else. She was a. Prim and proper I got her little up gal. on the rack, checked out the Whew. undercarriage. She clean everywhere else. But good lord, like making out with a trucker. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's some uh, some rough business out there. Rough well, because alcohol, I, I, I even before I drank, I understood like, oh, it's festive. You know, you're. I don't know. It just felt like alcohol f- felt more like a party favor. Where like, and and I understood the oh the the concept of getting drunk or getting a buzz and loosening up a little bit. And but I, I never understood what cigarettes could do for me like that. Oh man, I love that booze. Isn't it great? Oh, boy, baby, do I love that booth. Isn't it great? <laughs> By the way, uh, just for the listener, because I was talking about it a few weeks ago, I got eight weeks dry. I did eight solid weeks uh, back a few weeks ago and then broke when you came to visit. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> no, I'd planned on, I'd planned on, you know, having a, you know, at some point, but uh, sorry yeah. Sorry about that, buddy. Got to got to get back on that that dry train. Are you, are you back on it now? Not yet. The, the, I'm I'm still dabbling here and there. I'm I'm having a, I'm having a beverage right now. As a matter of fact, look at you having a and, nooner. You know what I'm doing? I'm doing a little uh, tequila and soda with a splash of guava juice. So West like Hollywood, what, Dave. I like I like that. And like uh, no, we're, are we we don't are we in a rocks glass? How are we drinking a tall glass highball? No, I'm drinking. <laughs> Drinking it out of a aluminum cup. Katie just got a bunch of these ball glass aluminum cups. They Some, re- I got recyclable. aluminum pint glasses too, and I'm yeah. like, I don't, I... it's okay. But yet, and now she's got me on these. Uh, she's got um, metal straws. She's got well, a handful yeah, of these. World. Yeah, Save but the the, world. it scares me because, like, I feel like I'm going to crack a tooth if I'm not. You know, if I don't. Really line it up perfectly. You know, like sometimes with a plastic straw, you can do like a, a blind toke, you know? Well, what? But I this, mean, I got to really focus. I, I don't think you do. I think, mm-hmm. I think, I, I, you know what? We just heard about your peeing in sinks and stuff, so I don't know yeah. how aggro you're trying to get this booze in your body. Yeah. Maybe skip the straw altogether and just take a sip. Well, I normally do do that, but for the sake of recording, uh, if I forego the straw, oh, it's more then, demure. Then it's the a ice, more demure way to consume yeah, the beverage. Exactly. The ice without the straw, the tilting of the cup, uh, the ice makes a lot of noise. Even though it's making noise right. now, I'm doing that on purpose. I did uh yeah yesterday. I just sat in the yard. Oh, this one I want to tell you. I go to. Mm-hmm. I was at the Winco. Boy, Dave, how, we have strayed from the topic much, but now I'm just excited about sales. That's okay. fine. What's Winco? Winco is like a company, like employee-owned grocery store. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of like you know, it's like you're supporting the folks that work there. I wonder if it's affiliated with Win Dixie, which is a southern-based uh, grocery store. I don't think I think this isn't like a like winning company. I think is what mm-hmm. it's short for, and it's mm-hmm. just that it's employee-owned. So everybody, like the better the company does, the employees all share in the profits, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like kind of a little idealistic uh, way to do things. I like that in the capitalistic uh, sense. But uh, so you go there, and it's uh, it's just big old big grocery store. We got mm-hmm. that, or we got New Seasons, which is your fancy Whole Foods type of place. Where it's okay. like, oh, I got a banana and a yogurt, and it's eighty seven dollars. Yeah. So the jokes that apply to Whole Foods also apply to New Season. Okay. We went there at first. It was like, oh, this place is great. And then we're like, we're going to go broke if we keep shopping here. <laughs> uh, so now we go to Winco. Corona seltzers, all right? I don't know where you stand on the seltzer craze, Dave. Man, y- I, yay I, I had a, my first White Claw 
in Eureka a couple weeks ago. We were hanging out, and y'all were busting oh, okay. my balls about the White Claw. I was like, hey, yeah. I never had one. I want to see what all the fun's about. And I enjoyed it. I thought it was splendid. What a summertime beverage. Mm-hmm. What a sessionable beverage, as yep. they like to say in the beer world. Okay, so now everybody's making them, though, right? And the Corona's making them. They got it like the pallet sitting in the aisle, how you do with like uh, racks of beer or whatever. Uh-huh. I saw it was like three bucks for a 12-er. What? Like, are you shitting me, dude? I'm like, how bad? Like, what's wrong with them? I bought a couple. I was having them yesterday. They're great. I don't it's, know if they're still on sale. If you're living in a greater Portland area, get yourself to a Winco. What's that, a Go quarter a piece? <clears throat> 25 uh, cents some, for, a, for a drink? Some insane thing. I was checking out, and a lady at the like the checkout line, she's like, I had a guy come through here. He bought 20 cases of these. I'm like, of course. Why wouldn't you? The lady behind me, she's like, my college-age son loves them. <laughs> my college-age like, Yeah, I'm like, I'm far <laughs> from college-age, but I'm getting two, two cases of them right now. And I was having those. I did an interview for... Um, <clears throat> Uh, Austin Lewis Ray, our friend from Atlanta, uh, he interviewed me for right. a, a thing called Tip Top Cocktails. Okay. For a website for them. Pre-made cocktails. Had a couple of those. Look at you. That was good. I, a gin and honey Tip Top Cocktail out in the yard. Had a big tall beer. I mixed my liquors, which is you're never supposed to do. Then I had a bunch of white wine at, at dinner. And then I didn't feel good when I went to bed. Then that was what happened. Then I went to bed, didn't feel good. Dave. <laughs> Cow don't feel good. Laid in bed going, well, this is the sum of this is the result of my actions. Now, talk to me about this Corona seltzer. Is is, is it flavored? Yeah, you know, okay. it's like any like it was like any other of the seltzers. Okay, so you could get like a lime or a uh, Yeah, I think I had a mango. couple strawberries, maybe a lemon lime. Okay. But it's just none of them taste like awful. They uh-huh. don't really taste like much of anything. Yeah, but they got a little booze in them. That's what I was laughing about. I did a show Thursday, which I kind of bombed on, but it was at a cider instead of a brewery. It was a cidery cider uh-huh. house uh-huh. for shilling cider, which I actually like some of their stuff for like some of it. But I was laughing about how like they had this whole going against vape companies for appealing to children because of the childlike flavors, and then you get like a cider. You drink a cider, and it's like, this should go yeah. with chicken nuggets and a mozzarella stick at yeah. a school lunch. This Put it is in your juice. lunchbox. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So I was a little, little weird to coming down on the vape flavors. Meanwhile, I'm drinking a watermelon tango cider. It's 9% <laughs> alcohol. It tastes like Mott's made it. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, I also got into, um, I had my first Michelada. With you camping, that was that was an experience. That was a wild mm-hmm. ride. I enjoyed that. Uh, so now I went and got a hold of uh, Modelo. God damn, I love Modelo. Mm-hmm. So, so such a good beer. But they have, uh, I think it's just called a chilada, where it's uh, got salt yeah. and lime. The salt and lime, get out of town. Now, even though oh, without it's, the tomato, without the tomato juice, without the tomato, just salt and lime. And now I know it's obviously. I'm assuming it's. Somewhat of an artificial flavoring, but boy, it, it it tastes pretty authentic. And just the the lime and the salt with the beer, come on. You want to get real gangster? I don't know if you got them if you got bodegas out there in West Hollywood, but I know on East you get where it's just a big styrofoam cup when it's already dipped in the 
on the, like the tamarind yeah. powder around the rim. Ooh. And it's got the mix in it. You just buy the cup and you buy whatever beer you want to pour in with the mix they give you. Ooh, I like that. I haven't done that, but I've seen it. I've seen those available. Ooh, I got some micheladas in the van. Ooh, girl. My, I, I might get rad today and just crack <laughs> open one of those afterwards. Oh, man. Yeah. Feeling it's, it. Feel good about the world. Good, buddy. Good. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Things are good. Thing, things are good. How dare we oh. say that things are good? <laughs> the nerve. I, yeah. The nerve of us, Dave. I feel, I don't know. It's a weird time. Cause we're, the world, sorry, we're sorry if things are not good for you out in the world. The world's crumbling, yet I'm thriving. So I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Be appreciative. Yeah. That's speaking true. of a speaking of a crumbling world, Dave. Uh-huh. This uh, topic we might get to today. Should we get into it? Seems like somebody here. I sent this one to you mm-hmm. because this was... I heard it on I forget I heard it on a podcast. I was like, "Oh, this is a weird kind of thing that maybe I I didn't know if you'd be into it." Yeah, I looked into it. It's it's pretty weird. Now, like a lot of our topics there's a very good chance it could be absolutely nothing to this. It could just be what it seems. But also, yeah. there could be something uh, a little more secretive and sinister below the surface. So who's to know? But we're talking about the Pinsmore Mansion. I was unfamiliar mm-hmm. with this. You know what? I do think maybe I had seen this and didn't know what the hell it was because I have spent oh, okay. a lot of time in, in the Ozarks uh, just you know doing shows and whatnot. And I feel like I have seen... This off in the distance. Anyway, kind of halfway between Springfield, Missouri and Branson, Missouri, in a place called uh, Highlandville. That always cracks me up when there's towns like Highlandville, like two kind of, I don't know if suffix is the right, but you know what I mean? Like Like we're running out of names, so we're just comboing stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like there's some dumb Adam Sandler movie with uh, Winona Ryder. What was that? Mr. Deeds. Where she's from, like, it's exactly what I'm talking about, and I'm I'm gonna mess it up, but like she's like, oh, I'm she had to make up uh, on the spot where she's from, and she's like, oh, I'm from Springville, ten like got like yeah. Fortville, ton, Warrenvilleburg, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> estate. Anyway, uh, in Highlandville, Arkansas, there's a um, seventy-two thousand square foot mansion. Uh, I do not know how to compute. Like, I don't even know what to compare in terms of how to that to how to calculate square footage or like yeah yeah. yeah. Well, I've never you, known the square footage of a place I've lived in. Your place there, just I think you maybe even said this, but just you have a what a three bedroom, two bath, one story. Yeah, you you're you're probably dealing with roughly a thousand square feet. So. Okay. Put 72 of your houses all together. 72 more of these. Okay. Okay. Sure, sure. sure. 72,000 square feet. Oh, now now I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I think somewhere uh, one of these lists, it had it listed as the fourth largest private home in America. Uh, That's crazy. To give you some context, uh, you ever been to the Biltmore Estate in Asheville, North Carolina? No. Beautiful place. I believe... It showed up in all kind of movies, but I think um, Hannibal, that the sequel to uh, Silence of the Lambs, I think Hannibal, I think they, uh, 
the the character that uh, homes in America. The character that Gary Oldman played lived in this huge mansion, and I think it was the Biltmore Estate. Anyway, oh, okay. Bilt, Biltmore Estate, a hundred and seventy-five thousand square feet, like two and a half times the size of mm-hmm. this fucking thing. Anyway, there's really big houses out there, Kyle. I'm looking at the list of them now. My first studio apartment was 360 square feet. It was tiny. Of course, that was a lot bigger than the other place I lived that had wheels. Yeah. I did I did the yeah, math. Man, you know, you could you could do the square footage. You can count uh, wherever you parked. Yeah, exactly. That's true. I think I did the math on the van. I think I had about 54 square feet of living space in the van. Anyway, construction started mobility, man. 2008. Uh, here's the th- this is why people are kind of suspicious of this place. First of all, it's the fourth biggest fucking house in America. 72,000. Like when you think about, like you go on, you know, a, a timely show like Cribs, that's still on. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like when you see a, a celebrity, an A-list celebrity is walking you through their mansion, they might have 5,000 square feet, 10,000. Sometimes, oh, LeBron James just bought a 15,000-square-foot mansion in Bel Air. 72,000 square feet. It's just so goddamn big. That's like the size of a super mm-hmm. Walmart. Anyway. Um, That's like the size of a super Walmart. <laughs> like a fucking Home Depot. The guy who's who built it and owns it is this dude uh, named Stephen Huff, and uh, he was an astrophysicist and also a former Army intelligence officer with the CIA. So people are mm-hmm. like, huh, this this former CIA agent is building a, the fourth biggest house in America. And the fact that it's in the Ozarks, you know, it's very secluded, a lot of wilderness, the mountains there, obviously. And people are yeah. just thinking, like, what the fuck is this thing doing here? Anyway, it was built with an uh, innovated, insulate, concrete form structure reinforced with some sort of new form of uh, high-tensile steel called helix. And I, I can't figure out in my brief research if uh, this Stephen Huff guy, if he invented this helix material, or he had something to do. But there's this new form of building material called helix. And um, thick and strong enough, that the way they built this house, it's supposedly thick and strong enough to withstand uh, bombs, fires, mm-hmm. tornadoes. Um, they, they, an F5 tornado, they think it could survive that. Earthquakes. So this this new material is just supposed to be you know super resilient, super sturdy. So not only is the thing seventy two thousand square feet, it's built uh, with this new this new construction fiber. The guy yeah. doing it's a CIA agent. He says it's uh, bulletproof, blast proof, fireproof, age proof. Uh, he was all quote, the proofs. All the proofs. He was quoted as saying, "This house will be standing two thousand years from now, even if it would be hard. Even then, it would be hard to knock down." Um. But yeah, so people are just, they're wondering, like, what's this fucking thing doing? And uh, the conspiracy theories, one of the most uh, obvious ones <laughs> that people are going to, they, they think this might be like the new headquarters or White House for the New World Order. Whenever that shit Boy, hits the, the New fan. World Order always gets the short end of the stick. Yeah, they're it? always popping up. <laughs> well... I, yeah, I, the, I, I mean, I forget the name of the uh, podcast that I heard about this f- for the first time on. Uh-huh. And of course, there's going to be conspiracy theories. I know they they were saying that maybe it was chosen 
to be in Missouri because of how many different elements you'd go through in the Ozarks. Yes. You would get winter, you would get harsh summer, storms, things like that, so you could test it out. Mm Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, if you're building this just to test out all this materials, why are you building it at the scale that you're building it? Great question. Yeah. Why not just have some small sample? Build one structure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Build a garage. (laughs) Go sit in it. Yeah. In the storm. See if it works. Mm Mm-hmm. The uh, the official reason given by Huff is that uh, this is an experiment to show the feasibility of creating energy efficient, self sustaining structures that can withstand natural disasters. Um, he continues with the technology al- applicable to uh, to withstand any climate to be able to be able to be used as homes, schools, hospitals, and other buildings in disaster prone areas. So he's saying he's you know this is an experiment to see. If this kind of structure, this this new kind of construction, this fiber is is feasible, you know, to to use in other stuff, hospitals, government buildings, whatever. But yeah, like you said, and, okay. and they pick that area because they they do have so many different climates. Uh, another reason I think why they picked that area, I guess, um, the building codes and regulations uh, apparently are a little less stringent. In Missouri, uh, okay, and get away with a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially something like this. Like, uh, I don't have personal experience of this, but I've heard people talk about, like, for the example, Los Angeles is there's so much bureaucratic red tape bullshit in L.A. that, like, people talk about, like, oh, you got to get a permit even if you want to build a shed in your backyard. Like, just all the regulations that go Mm -hmm. with, like, I own this property. I own these materials. Can I build a tool shed? And they're like, nope, you got to get this permit. You got to have this soil test and this blah, blah, blah. I couldn't imagine how much red tape would go into building a 72,000-square-foot mansion. So maybe he did. Yeah, I wonder if, like, L.A., too, it's like, well, earthquakes and the stuff, like, it's got to be built up. to. But I also think the way real estate is in L.A., you grease a few palms, you're going to get what you want to get. Yeah, evidently. Apparently there's a lot of a lot of that bullshit going on around here. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of local news lately, so I've been trying to stay in touch with all the <laughs> LA city oh. government and all that stuff. By the way, side note, um I've talked to you about how crazy the crime has been recently uh in my neighborhood, not downtown LA, like West Hollywood, Beverly Hills. Uh, there's been so much fucking crime going on, like robberies, snatch and grabs. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're starting this West Hollywood safety ambassador program where citizens can go out on <laughs> are foot you, patrol. Are you about to be a guardian angel, Dave? Are you going to start wearing a beret? I'm getting fitted for the shirt. I'm going to I'm gonna become a West <laughs> Hollywood safety ambassador. Not, not on my watch. Buddy, you are going to be... <laughs> You are gonna be at the front of that pride parade, hooting hollered at. You're gonna be the you are gonna be the pride of the pride of West Hollywood, and I can't wait. Oh man, I I I, I don't are you have. Jo- you're joining it? Are you? Joining I, I'm, it? I'm I'm looking into it seriously. You know, volunteer. Do you, you want to abide by their rules and regulations? Isn't that the well, problem when a vigilante has to join like the Justice League or something? He's like, oh man, you guys got so many rules and regulations. I'm yeah. alone. I know. I might just go out rogue. And do my own recon and research and security. The Avengers are always fighting with each other or something. I don't know. Dude, I get so many eyes over here in this neighborhood when I'm walking Charlie. It's 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 crazy. 
But I'm straight, and I named you Big Beefy Sauce. That's Daddy. right. Of course, you're getting eyes, man. These these fellas out in your party, out in your party shirts, and your little dog. <laughs> my long flowing mane, growing my hair out. Yeah, dude. Look like a retired cocaine dealer. Swim in it. Take it where you can get it. <laughs> anyway, this big stupid fucking house. They got uh, fourteen <laughs> bathrooms. 13. Oh man, think of all the sinks you could pee. Oh my god. It'd be heaven. Thirteen bedrooms. Thirteen bedrooms seems light for a seventy two thousand square foot house. I would think it would you know, hey, we got thirty five. Well, what it's what are you doing with the other space then? Yeah, that's true. Got, so it's right. like halls and like you have like a like a like the long Monty Burns table in there. <laughs> they got a music room, a telescope observatory, grand ballroom. That sounds fun. That's imagine, what I'm talking about, ballroom. That's man, yeah. imagine throwing a party and you've got your own grand ballroom. That'd be great. Come on over. This is What's the biggest house party you ever been to? Like I watch hmm. like movie like like I think uh Can't Hardly Wait is Damn near a perfect movie. I love one. it. Yeah. As far as like a like an innocent kind of harken to the 80s, but a 90s party movie. Mm-hmm. But like in houses that were that big. Do you ever party in a house that big? I'm trying to think. The biggest house I've even been into, much less been to a party, but. I've, I have. It's always been the rich kids' parents always trusted them, or at least knew they just had enough money to fix whatever their kids would fuck up. Mm-hmm. I would never have a party at my parents' house. They were never gone, first off. And if they were, I'm like, my mom knew if dust was out of place. Mm-hmm. So there's not a fucking chance I'm having a party over there. Yeah. But like where there's a basement with pool and there's a swimming pool in the backyard and there's like a big porch and like living room, like people everywhere kind of thing. Yeah, I don't don't know if I, I used to go to house parties, but they were always at just somebody's stupid apartment, you know, somebody's duplex. I don't remember going to anybody. When I lived in Athens, I lived about a mile away from Kenny Rogers and he had the biggest, it was the biggest house I'd ever seen in my own eyes at the time. Uh, if if I had to guess, I'd say probably 15,000, 20,000 square feet. And we used to just drive over there and just drive by it just to ogle at it like, wow. And just, all right, there's Kid Rogers' house again. I mean, it was impressive. Do you, do you know uh, Kid Rock is making his own White House? Oh, God. In Nashville. <laughs> Kid Rock. Oh, I can't. Um, I, it's hard for me to think about an artist I give less of a shit about than Kid Rock. What a fucking yeah, turd. He's a uh, uh, ball with to ball. I used to have to play that on the radio all the time. I I was on the radio when Kid Rock broke. Like we're like, all right, this week we're playing yeah. this new. There's this new guy, Kid Rock. And I remember ball with to ball. I, I never knew how to say that. I was always making uh, fun of how stupid that fucking... Yeah. He's, uh... Yeah, he's, uh... He's I mean, I get he's it. doing, I guess. Pe- people, uh... People love that, uh... <clears throat> that kid rock. But, yeah, he's building the, a White House replica to live in. <laughs> Good for you, buddy. 
part part of me likes it when somebody does something stupid with a lot of money. Uh, but anyway, so th- but this is not the White House. This is uh, an impenetrable fortress in the Ozarks. Another uh, feature of the house is they have uh, the property is roamed by herds of exotic wild Osobaw Island pigs. Osobaw, oh, uh, yeah. great, great pig, I think, from Spain. It's, Osobaw pork is big in the foodie community. Like, oh, this is Osobaw ham or Osobaw pulled well, pork. But it's, all, it's like a sustainable pig. Like, don't they kind of like take care of themselves and are fervent? Yeah, producers. Yeah, they're wild, exotic, wild island pigs. Yeah, but yeah, so they got a bunch oh. of those roaming the grounds. Um, but yeah, all right. Let's get back to the conspiracy theory thing, though. I mean, it's easy to point to anything grand and weird and secretive and go New World Order, but if you know. If, Assuming the New World Order is a possible thing, they're going to need infrastructure somewhere when they're ready to take over. And another reason people are uh, suspicious of this as far as its connection to uh, maybe a New World Order or Illuminati or something, apparently there's a huge system of uh, tunnels, huge networks of tunnels underneath that uh, go all over the place. Vast network of tunnels and facilities underneath the area with quite a few witnesses claiming to have seen these tunnels or to at least have seen people or vehicles entering and exiting them. Well, for what? Just to get around the house? Yeah, maybe it's, you know, connected uh, hypothetically. Maybe there's a tunnel that runs from there to an airport. I would have tunnels. (laughs) I mean, yeah, if you're going to go this big, you definitely got to have some tunnels. I would have a tunnel just because I don't want like, oh, God, so-and-so's in the hall. Fuck mm-hmm. that. Take a tunnel. I would. I don't, why, are, why are tunnels so mystified? Oh, God, do you know that there's tunnels? That, like, yeah. Like, I, I, there was always the ones about, like, the golf courses mm-hmm. in uh, Chicago. The ones where, like, Capone would play always had, like, tunnels. Mm-hmm. So if the cops were rolling up on them or, or something, that he could sneak out, go to the tunnel under the golf course, get out to the street. Yeah. Why not? Green Mill has, uh, which, I'll, which I'll shout out to old Nate Craig, that rascal's recording his album at the Green Mill in Chicago, uh, June 1st, I think. Hmm. Perhaps in a week. Oh, Nate Craig. I like Either me. way, old handsome Nate Craig recording an album uh, down at the Green Mill soon. But uh, I got to go to that tunnel that's behind the bar. It's really just the storage. The basement is the storage, and uh-huh. the way to get down there is from behind the bar. <clears throat> so, like Capone's little. Booth, he could sneak behind the bar right away and go downstairs. I love it, and get out, get out on the other on the other side of the block in case the bad guys were coming. Forget who his enemy was back in the day. You know what I've always wanted? Syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's say hypothetically, uh, you know, you're you're my next door neighbor. You got you a big spread over there, and I got me a big spread over here. I'd love to, mm-hmm. uh, with your permission, of course, I'd love to run a zip line between the two properties. I always thought that would have be fun. You, I'm coming over. Just, have you done a zip line, though? I have. I, I, they're so much fun. Are you saying, like, it'd be feel, hard to, I, like, be accurate, like, come crashing in? But that's it. you got to have, then you get a one way zip line. What is it? You get the zip line to my house, but I got to walk to yours? 
No, we, we run up, we run two of them parallel. But you, it's an elevation change. Oh, I see what you're saying. One has to be yeah. higher than the other. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Well, Kids we are just get stuck in the middle of the level. Well, no, we we would do it. Like, imagine, imagine I got two giant telephone poles outside my deck, and you got two giant telephone poles outside your deck, right? Oh, I see where you're. And going. I run my line. My line starts at the very top of one of the poles and runs at a downward angle over to your treehouse, and I come I crashing in, and then vice versa with the other poles. I'd rather do tunnel. I, th- I think tunnel's way more secretive and cool. Well, I didn't say it was secretive. I just didn't think it'd be a fun way to Yeah, zip lines are the opposite get around. of secretive. Hey, mm-hmm. look at that. Hey, look at those two <laughs> fatsos flying through the sky. <laughs> but no, I would love tunnels, too. We would have tunnels as well. That's are you, Oh, you don't watch Better Call Saul, huh? No, I do. I, I, I'm not up to date on it, but I watched the first two seasons and loved it. So I, that's one okay, I've been slacking pretty, on. It's a pretty cool uh, tunnel. Oh really? Sequence with one of the bad guys. It's got a get getaway tunnel. I don't know if I'm spoiling. It was last. It was last seasons. Okay. I don't know if I don't want to spoil it for you, Dave. No, that's all right. But no, I do like that it's, show. Well, it's uh, the tunnel. It's uh, it's hidden. Okay. And uh, if you want to guess, I don't. I, I guess I don't. I, I could tell you it's already out. People that are watching it have seen it already. Sure, lay it on me. It's uh, under the bathtub. Okay. Hits a lever and then the big heavy bathtub lip lifts. That's up. I like that. That's smart. Who would ever think to look under the bathtub? Uh, yep. I like so I that. Like, ah, tunnel secret tunnel. If you're a guy, if you're a person of interest, let's say, and you think people might be coming after you, even if it's not a tunnel, just a place to hide. But yeah, drug dealers. I mean, drug dealers are gonna have cool shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe this guy's just a drug dealer. Maybe this guy's just full on uh Poyos Hermanos type guy. And not uh <laughs> I like that dude. double helix fibers, yeah. I this saw that place, episode I mean, that blew his face up. I think yeah, I think this is all pretty obvious for it to be it's not New World Order when he's like, Look what I'm making out of. Please, here's photos of the inside of it. Please see what's going on here. Like there's zero secrets about this place. And the fact that he is showing you how it's made, like I'm using this construction to show that buildings can be permanent and sustainable at the same time, because that's everything around us is temporary mm-hmm. with a long enough time frame. All the houses and apartments we're in now are temporary structures mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Well, and I think this is just a let, let me show you how going forward. This can be done. If I, I guess maybe if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have the place be nice, you know? Yeah. Well, get this shit, Kyle. Okay. Some, okay, then. Some locals have claimed to have heard a train rumbling through the area. People hear trains around there. Uh, despite the fact that there is no railroad anywhere near there that goes by there. So people hear these trains... There's no railroads. Uh, also, people are seeing unmarked black vehicles, helicopters, as well as mysterious security personnel with no insignia on their uniforms. Uh, there's, there's been stories of people being chased off but, the property by yeah, that. because it's probably private property mm-hmm. that a super rich guy owns. Yeah, that's true. That's not, oh, hey, I, I'm building this. 
in the in the middle of Hillbilly Central. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like there's nothing secretive about the train thing's weird. People here in trains, there's no train tracks. What's that about? Meth. It's about people doing meth and trying to trespass. And then here's the cherry on top to all these conspiracies, Kyle. Uh, UFO sightings near the compound. Well, sure. Several UFO sightings. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, but get this. In addition to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, it's also built on top of an underground river in a cave system. Okay. The, the data company Jack Henry runs a facility called The Mountain. It's 165 feet below the surface. The confidence, reliability, and disaster-resistant readiness it provides is unmatched, says somebody. Same person says, I don't think it's stretched to think that one of the most disaster-ready houses in the world, belonging to an ex-intelligence agent's agent, Mm-hmm. would be physically connected to one of the most disaster-ready data facilities in the world, located in the geographically safest region in the U.S. So, okay. so there's this the mountains. There's just this huge data facility. If I'm reading this right, in addition to being built on top of an underground river and cave system, the data... Oh, okay, the data company. Jack Henry is a data company. The mountain is nearby. I thought maybe it was underneath this home. Okay. I'm, I, I don't think. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's some strategy to, as to why this is built where it is mm-hmm. in relation to like a government operation or something. Or this guy is spending all his money knowing that the government it will eventually be like, yes, now we would like to purchase this or utilize it. <laughs> what if he's just trying to or, flip it? <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm building it and then. Uh, you know, I'm not going to put appliances in. That's your choice. Countertops. You want granite? What are you looking at? We're going to let you guys pick out the fixtures. A lot of fixtures. 14 bathrooms. You could do a lot with that. So Could Airbnb it. <laughs> <laughs> Eight million a night. Dude, there's an Airbnb in an old missile silo you can do. Really? Yeah. I'm going to look it up right now. Hmm. Airbnb missile silo. Where is it? Uh, Luxury Titan II, Nuclear Missile Complex, Airbnb. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's in, uh, it's in New Mexico. All that weird shit's in New Mexico. You're in, you're in, you're in, you're, yeah, you're in the launch control area of, uh, old missile silo for an Airbnb. It's on Airbnb. You can see it. No, I'm, I'm sorry. This is in, uh, Arkansas. I'm sorry. But there's a few of these. I think I've seen a couple of these where... Yeah, they're all obviously decommissioned and private owners, and now you can go stay in a weird place. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a few of these. There's another one in Roswell. That's the first one that I saw. That'd be a fun thing to do. Two guests, one bedroom, two beds, one private bath, and uh, radiation poisoning. (laughs) So go ahead and check it out while you're in Roswell. A little... Neatly printed off little sign with house instructions on where to put the trash and where to leave the key. Yeah. Also, bag up your shit for a week after to make sure it's not radioactive. We got to do that. Well, we don't have to do it. A friend had to do it with their cat because it got like radiation treatment. So yeah. Like, Told me that. That's crazy. The, couldn't put the poop in a yard because <laughs> oh. it was radioactive. <laughs> old nuke, old nuke poops over here. <laughs> old nuke, old nuke dookie. Duke Nukem, more like Nuke Dukems. 
guys, come on. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good, Kyle. I, you know, once in a while I get one. I don't have a, hey, Dave, I don't have a recipe, but uh, Portillo's is starting to serve uh, garden dogs, which I'm excited about when I go back in a month. That'll be fun for you. Yeah, for me. I'm not excited for anybody else to have them, but I'm excited for me to have them. Speaking of which, uh, you were telling me you are recommending Fat Sal's. Fat Sal's, yeah. It's a big hog of a sandwich. They put fucking chicken fingers and mozzarella sticks in all their sandwiches. They sure, they sure do. They sure do. I don't know what they're trying to prove. Take it easy. They're just they're just saying, hey, uh, hey, you want this? <laughs> you go there and it's just, man, everybody's just high as shit. <laughs> they just made sandwiches that you're like, oh, I'm pretty high. What if I put chicken fingers in this sandwich already? Like, fat sal's like, we got gotcha. you. <laughs> are you stoned as fuck? Sure you are. Come on over here. Come on down. I yeah. did have, have you the, had. Have you gotten the fat sales yet? I I had the Italian sandwich. That it was one of the few sandwiches that didn't have chicken fingers and or mozzarella sticks included, uh, and it was excellent. It was great, but like, looked like eighty percent of their menu had like novelty bullshit. No, now I'm on the website. In. Yes, it is. Uh, it's stupid. They're stupid sandwiches. Just like when someone's like, hey, it's a seven-pound cheeseburger. It's like, that doesn't mean it tastes any better. Oh, it's really big. How yeah, about it's that? Just, it's a stupid sandwich. Mm-hmm. But you, I, can get, I, you can get reasonable ones also there. I appreciate <laughs> that concept. Speaking. I was just caught off guard how it seemed like that whole side of the menu, every sandwich had that kind of stuff. I get having like the one freak sandwich. You know, the Frankenstein or whatever. It is. Well, they're the fat sandwiches. Yeah. Okay. That that's menu what is the specific fat. So I'm on there now. The fat sal, the namesake, is a ribeye steak, mozzarella sticks, onion rings, fries, brown gravy, mayo. <laughs> Jeez. I love them. God bless, God bless them. God bless them for doing it. Oh, man. Oh, the old fat Jamie. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to get high as fuck and have one. Yeah, no, I get it. No, Look I, at this. You can get the fat hot chicken with Nashville hot chicken, mac and cheese bites, jalapeno uh, coleslaw, pickles, flaming hot cheetos. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're doing. Oh, and they're pretty fun over there. It's usually good vibes around there. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's just high. I mean, I've been there at night. Everybody's just high as shit. Yeah. Kind of just like, look at what we're eating. We're morons. <laughs> like, everybody's everybody's kind of having a good time. Ooh, the big fat fatty. Look at Dave. <laughs> the big fat fatty is uh, a... <laughs> <laughs> it's a cheesesteak, cheeseburgers. The cheeseburgers are in the sandwich, Dave. What? You have to eat it in 40 minutes. I didn't know they had the technology. This is, it's a food challenge. This is a food challenge. Mm-hmm. The Big Fat Fatty, if you eat it in 40, it's a $50 sandwich, but you got to eat it in 40 minutes. How big it's is free. it? Does it have, it's does free. It the weight? It's, well, this is, it, well, it's a cheesesteak with cheeseburgers, pastrami, chicken fingers, bacon, mozzarella stick, fried eggs, fries, onion oh. rings, chili, marinara, on a 27-inch garlic hero. See, that sounds not good. 
That's over just, two. It's over two feet of sandwich. It's too much going on. It's it's flavor it's chaos. Big, it's called a big fat fatty. But if you eat it in forty minutes, it's free. Nobody wins. You it's don't also win. You don't free win. if I don't don't go there and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> it's also totally free if you don't touch a sandwich whatsoever. <laughs> True, Dave. You are and good point. And I'm not in the hospital. <laughs> well, wait. The big fat fat shake. I didn't miss. I didn't miss speak. Well, is it, it milkshake is the big with fat, pepperoni fat in it? What is that? This is basically just the Pensmore Mansion of <laughs> food. So this is a natural transition that we've made from the pen, overbuilt Pensmore Mansion to oh the big God. fat fat shake. It's thirty scoops of vanilla ice cream right there. What? Just stop. What? Thirty scoops of vanilla ice cream. Thirty scoops of chocolate ice cream. Cakes. These are just pluralized items. Cakes, cookies, <laughs> candies, pretzels, <laughs> syrup, you. You know how to two cans of whipped cream served in a souvenir custom glassware. Yeah, it's called a fucking bucket, guys. <laughs> ten minutes. You only have ten minutes. It's a hundred bucks. You only have ten minutes to finish that. Good God. I don't think I could finish like six scoops of ice cream in ten minutes. No, same. There's no way. Ice cream is not a not available for food. delivery. No shit. Yeah, <laughs> they got to rent a truck. I got a goddamn wheelbarrow of chocolate ice cream sloshing around the back of my Corolla. <laughs> Didn't you have a bit like ten years ago about a about an eight foot pizza or something? Somebody's delivering oh, yeah. a giant big, pizza. Uh, <laughs> big mamas and papas, fifty four inch by fifty four inch. It's four and a half feet by four and a half feet. They still serve it. It's good pizza too. If you have one, the, you have one. On Santa Monica Boulevard. Oh, yeah. It's a big mama's and pop. It's a yeah. good. The regular size pizza is good. Do they? I mean, this is. Yeah, they would need a special vehicle, right? Like, somebody I've looked a, it up. Okay. Somebody in a I've Prius can't bring that over. No. Okay. Here's the thing. First off, they cook it. <coughs> it's basically the size it is because that's the size. Like, that's the limit of a pizza oven. Yeah. And they have to take it out. They have an, like a cartridge built. So they put one half in it in the pizza oven while the other half sits out in this, like, cartridge, like a shelf. So then they can take it out and flip it, and then the cook side sits in while they cook the other half of it. It goes – they have – it's actually – you'll see them around town. It's a a smart car Uh with just a custom wooden box. On top. Fitted to the top. Like when you see the people with like the campers, mm-hmm. like the rooftop tents. Yeah. It's basically that. That's okay. how they transport it. <laughs> it's like uh, Flintstone style with the ribs. It's I'm going to get one over. of those on my Outback instead of a tent or a shell. Uh, is, that, is that a tent? Uh, I just get one of those pizzas every couple weeks. I figured I needed, the, I needed the capability to drive. The delivery charge is where they get you. I'll pick up. I'll, I'll I'll come get it. <laughs> if you had to order it, but for order it for pickup. Get it. Order it for DoorDash. <laughs> you gotta, They'll figure it out. Here it is. All right. Team of movers the, there with you. Okay, here their their website explains it. The giant Sicilian pizza requires multiple pizza experts to make and bake. Our ovens don't have the capacity to cook this pizza, so we use a custom made extension that sits on the open door and creates a seal between the door and the oven. Okay, it serves. How much is it? Fifty to seventy people, starting at 
four hundred dollars. Starting at four hundred, depending on the toppings. Yeah, extra cheese is eighty five dollars. <laughs> that was the that was the, that was the that was the joke. That oh, man. only available at Northbridge, Burbank, Glendale, and North Hollywood. If you were having a party, though. Yeah. Or like one one of the best things I saw was at a wedding. I know that's an exaggeration. One of the best things I've ever saw outside <laughs> of the miracle of childbirth was they brought pizzas after the dancing at a wedding. No, it was like when you've like drunk and you danced your little ass off at a wedding uh-huh. and then just somebody's like, oh, pizza's here. You're like, fucking what? Yeah. Great. But like a big guy like this, 400 bucks when you consider catering for all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. Having a big, silly, fun pizza? I mean, if it feeds 50 people, that's just eight bucks a, a person. That's, that's yeah, pretty it's good. Not, it's not crazy. That's a pretty low it's, PPA. Uh, the, the, the novelty, yeah, the novelty's fun. The novelty of it showing up. It's like a bounce house for drunks. Big pizza. Well, it's out there. It's out there for the taking. There's the big fat fatty sandwich. It said LA is all about skinny and being in shape. It's amazing. <laughs> Stupid food in LA you can get. <laughs> Dude, well, I I saw one of the funniest sketches I've ever seen in my life last night. Oh yeah. Where you stand on kids in the hall? Love them. I was always I, indifferent. I just start. I just started on the new series. Uh huh. Okay. The other day, did you have you gotten two or three episodes in? I, no, I, ju- I just saw the first one. Okay. and I haven't watched the documentary yet. But Kids in the Hall, like, was I never got into Saturday Night Live when I was younger. But uh-huh. Kids in the Hall came on. I was like, what is this? Yeah, I tried. Uh, I was always a little indifferent. I don't know why. Like some of their stuff, I really liked, and then mm-hmm. some sketches never hit. I was more of a uh, Mr. Show guy with Bob and David. That was. More of uh, what I was into yeah. in terms of the sketch shows. I always appreciate it. Still, never saw an, um, an episode of Mister Show. Oh, really? Oh, dude. I know it's. it's I, I'm embarrassed. And and I feel this way with all sketch shows. Like the batting average, it's never a hundred percent. Same thing with stand up. You know, not yeah. every joke in your hour is going to crush people. But yeah. But I always look for those shows that have a higher batting average. And we're, we're like SNL, for example, like very, very low, very low batting average in terms of how many sketches I yeah. actually enjoy. But, I was uh, never home. If I was at home and Saturday Live was on, I felt like a fucking loser. I'm like, I have friends. What am I <laughs> yeah, doing? Here? What am I doing? It's Friday night at 1130 or Saturday night at 1130. That's the name, right? Uh, <laughs> when, do, when does Saturday Night Live come on? I keep missing uh, it. What night yeah. is it on again? <laughs> But, all right, I'm not going to spoil anything, but for people who've seen it, uh, I think it's episode three, episode three or four, uh, Shakespeare sketch. There's a premise. Mm. There's a premise with this. It, I'll just, it's a, this guy has a bust of sh- of Shakespeare. You know how they, you know, sculptors would just have like the bust? Sure. So it's, uh, that's one of the funniest premises and executions I've ever seen. I like, I almost. Right shit myself i was laughing so hard all right i'm excited like it was it had everything it had like the clever premise and it had the wonderful act out (laughs) the reaction but yeah the shakespeare sketch just absolutely slayed me that was right up there with previously the funniest sketch i'd ever seen in my life not even on a television show uh but we've talked a lot about murder fist 
If you oh, yeah. Henry Zabrowski and that whole crew, if you if you YouTube Murder Fist rehearsal dinner, that's one of the funniest sketches I've ever seen in my life. And this is right up there with that. Just like holy shit. Just so potently funny. Like ow. I'm in pain. This awesome. is so funny. All yeah. right. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah I gotta so, I was watching it during the day. I'm like, this is not this is like a get stone and sit at night and feel mm-hmm. like I'm a kid again, watch this stuff. So that's <laughs> what I'm looking forward to. Because Kids in the Hall did feel like it was like weird and all over the place mm-hmm. and irreverent and like I Saturday Night Live always felt was well, still network just, yeah yeah just I just I guess you know you'd come back to school on Monday and everybody'd be doing a church lady impersonation you're like yeah I all right I guess <laughs> all right. I mean, sure. I wasn't there, I guess, if I was home on Saturday. Now, I did love those early 90s seasons, but, you know, I think right before I could drive, you know, eighth and ninth grade, I, would, I was all about Chris Farley, Adam Sandler. No, they, you know, were, they were funny. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was funny, but it was like the kids in the hall stuff felt like, oh, and they're gay. Like, that's scary to people. Like, that, that stuff just felt. Yeah. Like, they were really fucking around and kind of. Mm-hmm. Scaring people a little bit with some of it, and I yeah. thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, now, now to sidetrack from the sidetrack, I'm back on the list of the largest houses in America mm-hmm. because that's what was I was closing the tabs on my computer. <clears throat> um, last on the list, it only goes down to 94. I don't know why. Last one, 38,000 square feet. It's in Fort Wayne, Indiana. It's knowing all these houses have like the name, like they're called like. Palais Royale. Yeah. And Prima Tara, like the names they're giving, like, uh, Il Al Palmetto, Villanoki. Mm-hmm. The last one is the Pizza Hut Mansion <laughs> in Fort Wayne, Indiana, owned by Dick Freeland. <laughs> <laughs> I got to look up. I got to look up the address of this one. Let me see where the, let me see the Pizza Hut Mansion. <laughs> 5501 West Hamilton Road. Oh my god. South in Fort Wayne. That's so funny. Hamilton Road, Fort Wayne. Let's see what the Pizza Hut man. Like does, does it look like a Pizza Hut? It's like how you know, like oh, what's up what with if Pizza Hut all becoming Korean pizza. churches. Oh, is that a thing? I I just see them in LA. They all look like Korean churches. <laughs> but no, they are Korean churches. They look like what if it, it does was not a, look like a pizza? I thought it just was going to look like a big pizza. Yeah, that would be great if it was a, a like, to the, scale. like the locals named it the Pizza Hut Mansion. Yeah, like a hundred times bigger, mm. but to scale of an actual old school square Pizza Hut freestanding restaurant. Nice to see. I want to see where my money's going. No, it was. Uh, God, here's the obituary of old Dick Freeland. Chairman of the board of Pizza Hut of Fort Wayne was called home by the Lord on October 20th, 2013. He invented the stuffed crust. He, that's, he, they stuffed, they, they stuffed him, stuffed him, <laughs> sent him up to Jesus. He didn't even invent Pizza Hut, he just invented the stuffed crust, and that was so wildly popular, that's how he got the, <laughs> the Pizza Hut mansion. Oh, man. That's funny. 94th largest home in America. The house, the hut that pizza built. 
Oh, boy. Well, I got a pot of butter beans on the stove. Is that a euphemism? No, I literally have a pot of butter beans on the stove. Oh, okay. I thought maybe yeah. you had to take a shit. Cooking beans today. <laughs> oh, Dave's been things and cooking beans. You ever, you ever fuck with just a big old pot of beans? <laughs> you trying to make new t-shirts? <laughs> I'm serious, man. Big <laughs> old pot of beans. Big old pot of beans. It's a good time. I mean, I you you'd make fun of me because I would just heat up a can of beans, mm-hmm. and not even because I was like that poor, but I just liked whatever brand of beans with the little jalapeno peppers in them. I don't know what like Texas beans or what those were, ranch but, beans or something. But imagine if you made them yourself with real beans that you soaked overnight in water, and then you, you soaked a ham hock in a in a half gallon oh, yeah. of chicken stock for eight hours before you threw the beans in. And then you, yeah, oh, I mean, you, know, you know me, I don't oh. do that. But Oh, it's a good time. Charro beans is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I like a good charro like Cowboy bean. beans, yeah. Hell, I'll throw a little recipe out there. This is what I'm doing today. All right, I uh, okay. got me a big old, got me a one pound bag of lima beans, also known as butter beans. You ever fuck with a big old bag of beans? Soak them in water overnight. <laughs> Speeds up the cooking process. This morning, I took my five quart Dutch oven, filled it up with water, threw in a couple uh, chunks of uh, a chicken stock base, and then I I threw in a ham hock. And then I just let that simmer on medium for about six hours. And just, just this chicken stock, ham hock stock. Then you throw the beans in. And uh, while the beans are cooking, beans going to take about four hours at this point to cook. And then while that's happening, I roast in the oven some onions and garlic, maybe a poblano pepper. Pull that shit out, throw it in a blender, make it a little puree. Throw that shit in there. Now you got ham hock and chicken stock and butter beans and roasted pureed garlic and onions and peppers. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And just let that shit uh, simmer for about, you know, at that point after I've got the stock going that long. But, you know, once the beans soak overnight, you can can get those suckers cooked about four or five hours. And, oh, boy, just a big old dumb pot of beans. I might make some cornbread or something. Mm. Oh, where, where Rachel and I were at a restaurant, and I had fried cornbread, like a pancake, like a fritter. It was. It seemed like they just took the piece of cornbread and put it uh-huh. in the fryer. Okay, so it was still like in a, it was like in a cr- but it was crispy. All the edges were crispy. Okay, real good. I like that. Real, real good. Yeah, I do. A, I do. A, I call it fried cornbread. I just make the batter. And instead of uh, putting it in a pan and throw it in the oven, then you just uh, threw a little dollop on the griddle the same way you do a pancake. That's a good thing. Oh, okay. This was like still in the squares, but it's like they took the cut, the cook squares and put it in the fryer maybe. I like that. Did they, is it breaded at all or just crisped up? No. Okay. No, it was just crisped up. Yeah. (laughs) Is it bread? Is the cornbread breaded? Well, you're going to double bread your bread. Mm hmm. Well,. David. <laughs> David. <laughs> David. Who are you, my mom? You ever fuck around with a big old pot of beans? <laughs> of course you're a fucking treasure in West Hollywood. <laughs> oh, boy. You're like, you're like Axl Rose getting off the bus in the Welcome to the Jungle video out there for them. 
Hey, fellas, I like your little shorts. You ever fuck around with a big old pot of beans? <laughs> oh, my God. Careful with shorts that short, your pecker will fall out. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wear shorts like that due to my prodigious sack. <laughs> but anyway, y'all stop on by for some beans. <laughs> I don't get an idea in your head. I mean that quite literally. Well, I'm a married man, so hands off the goods. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> what, you, oh. what you got to plug, buddy? How's uh, oh, how's no accounting oh, for taste it. going? Oh. What, what day is that drop? It came out today, Monday. Okay. Which apparently, the, all the calls we took didn't show up. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're getting there, man. <laughs> you know, we got a lot of uh, you got more bells and whistles going than the streamlined boogie monster that yeah. we've gotten down pat yeah. for the last six years here. Uh huh. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll tell you though. We might be uh, going to be bouncing around back and forth between here and Los Angeles. There you go. Might be doing some in-person stuff, Dave. Come Hell, on by. We even stop threatening people with video. That's Nobody right. Nobody needs to see us. Nobody <laughs> needs to see what we look like on <laughs> Monday, Monday at noon. This ain't, this ain't moving units. Ugh. That's true. I'm not, I'm not camera yeah. ready right now. Yeah, that YouTube's got 4K capabilities. Made me throw up in my mouth seeing these two idiots talk to each other in person. <laughs> oh, my God. Well. I got to go stir my beans. Go get into that big old pot of beans, buddy. <laughs> I'm excited for you. Oh, it's a big day over here. I can imagine. I have a stressful life. <laughs> All right, buddy. Yeah, everybody's having a tough go. The Boogie Monster. Network.